Welcome to the Loyalty Program Builders podcast, where together with the top industry experts, we discuss business and technical challenges of implementing and running loyalty programs. Loyalty programs are complex. That's why together with our guests, we make difficult processes easy to understand and provide actionable steps to reach your loyalty program goals. Subscribe to our newsletter and become a part of a community dedicated to loyalty program excellence. Hey everyone. Today we're discussing a framework for building a team of loyalty champions. The goal of the episode is to share insights, case studies and actionable steps for fostering belief and engagement among the customer service team, contributing to the ongoing success of a loyalty program. Our guest for today is Adam Posner, an independent customer loyalty specialist and a certified loyalty marketing professional. Adam has designed and deployed customer loyalty, rewards and membership program strategies, customer and member research for organizations operating in diverse sectors, including retail, hospitality, hotels and holiday parks, childcare, financial services, shopping centers, leisure and entertainment, trade, education and B2B industries. In 2017, Adam established the Point of Loyalty, dedicated to building thriving customer loyalty assets based on their proven framework, profit from the seven zones of loyalty program performance. So without further ado, here's Adam. Hi, Adam. Great to have you on the podcast. Eric, it's an absolute pleasure. I've been really looking forward to our conversation. Great. So today I'm really excited because we are going to talk about building a team of loyalty champions. And um, the, the emphasis is on the team. So I would like to ask you about, you know, like where does the team fit in, in the loyalty program strategy? Yeah, that's an important question to answer because... Um, let me share with you and, and the audience what I would call my seven zones of loyalty program performance, which is my strategic framework. And it'll give you a context as to where um, the team fits in, the loyalty team fits in. And so the seven zones um, start really at the beginning, which is as most good strategies do, which is the business objectives, you know, why a program. Um, getting very clear on those. And I'm not going to spend this podcast with you on strategy. Seems like you've had some amazing guests to date on strategy, but it's important just to, uh, you know, put the framework around around this. So the, the first zone, as I said, is the business zone, objectives, measures of success, you know, what is loyalty, why a program, and, and all of those fundamentals. Zone two is what I call a member zone, which is who, who's the program for? Why will they care? Uh, you know, what's their behavior, what's their belief, and what's their sense of belonging to the brand. So it's really all the data, the value segmentation, and understanding your customers to turn them into members. Zone three is the program itself, the structure. So I always talk about strategy before structure. And in the structure of the program, you know, there's so many different layers to that. And I've built out a, a range of frameworks, including the, the the six currencies that customers care about. And um, your audience can get an access to a, a paper that I've written on the six currencies. You can share that in your notes later on. So the structure is very much about built around the strategy. And then it's profitability zone four. So zone four is about the financial ecosystem of, of the program. Now, 
we have started that in the first zone of business and the, but the profitability can only be worked out once you know what your program structure is all about and what are the costs to serve the program to, to members but the profitability is very much more about a profit and loss a cash flow and a balance sheet so that so that's zone four now zone five is technology and data now that's where you guys are so experienced which is where you know how do you enable this program what is the technology platform how does it integrate into your into your architecture and what's the the movement of data and the use of data right across your program um, infrastructure so that was zone five Zone six is dialogue. Now, I've split that out. That's very much about personalized communications, member lifecycle marketing. And in fact, I've identified 12 um, moments of experience of, of experiences that require um, communication within a program. And some uh, depends on the program structure, but it's mapping out the program communications uh, from onboarding to ongoing. And so those are the first six zones. And you might have noticed from that that I haven't mentioned the team yet. That's because zone seven is the team. Now, it doesn't mean that just because it's last that it's the least important. In fact, it's all the way through uh, the seven zones is the team, from engaging your leadership team to, to your business right across the enterprise and fundamentally into the retail network, which is where we'll talk about, I guess, most today. So zone seven is your team. is How do you gain belief and buy-in? So that's the, four, the, the, the framework, uh, Eric. And now you can see where the team fits in. I call it the Wheel of Loyalty Program Fortune because if you can visualize a wheel with five, with, uh, with seven stokes stick, sticking out and wheels around it and how they will integrate um, to, to drive the loyalty program performance and the, hence uh, me bringing up the team in Zone 7. So yeah, that's where the loyalty champion sits in Zone 7. So um, does that give you sort of a, a background as to where it all fits? Okay, thank you. This this background is really helpful. What do you mean by the team exactly, or who do you mean by the team, and why is it so important? Yeah, so the team uh, consists of both an internal layer of of, of uh, the the human beings in the organization. So first, internally, right across all of the departments, um, um, you know, within the internal business. But the team also means those that are at a store level, and as We've been discussing. This is more retail oriented. Those those businesses that have a retail based business, where you've got stores and you've got team members in the stores serving customers every day. So the team is both internally, which could also include customer service, um, you know, who are managing calls or and or or um, online inquiries. But the team that I'm fundamentally talking about are those customer facing that live and breathe every day and wake up every day to serve customers and members at point of sale in the stores. So those are the ones that I wanted to talk about more so um, today. Thank you. So why is this team so important? I know that it's a very basic question, but still I would like to make sure that we cover, you know, as many aspects as possible. Yeah, look, uh, you know, I think that sometimes a question, every question needs to be asked. And I don't think it's as basic as you, as you, as you might say. I think it's, as crit it's more critical that we keep asking because... They are the ones that, um, in essence, keep the program alive. I mean, you're going to have the technology and you're going to have all the, the, the AI-triggered communications and the data-driven comms, but at store level, you've still got the human being that says, hi, Eric, are you a member of this program? Or hi, Eric, you know, would you like to join? And, and in, in launching of a program, we have what we call the first 90 days. 
a lot of them, a lot of people call the, um, you know, this the 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 I bet, as they say, as I say, the ninety day period. But I call it the money moon period. It's it's a it's a name that I came up with many years ago when I did my first or early stage loyalty studies called for love or money, which in essence is this period where everybody's so hyped up and excited at the launch of a program, um, and you know they they gauging members, they signing them up, but the money moon period ends or the engagement cliff kicks in. Soon after 90 days uh, is usually the period, in which case the team members become so important to maintain the money moon period. Really, it's layers on layers and layers over the lifespan of the loyalty program success. It's how do we engage the team members so that they continue to you know, be motivated and have belief and buy into the program you know, for the lifespan um, of a program, uh, and those so so these are the, t- the the team members that I'm talking about today. Um, those are the ones that are literally at point of sale in the stores. Sure, as you said, um, it's it's critical, and I also like learned about loyalty programs from the team actually. So you know, long be- before I checked the website, it's actually the the store. Uh, it's it's the place where I learn about the programs, and depending on how I'm invited to the program, I will decide, okay, is it worth it or not? So I totally understand it. It's it's absolutely critical. So how do you build a team of loyalty champions? I know that you have a process for that. Yeah, I do have a process and it's called the four times E loyalty champion process. And let me go through those for you and for your audience. So E1 is called enroll. So are your team members actually enrolled in your loyalty program? Are they actually members of the program themselves? Now, this is a tricky one because some programs um, actually incentivize their, um, their team members, their, 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 um, their, you know, their employees with different kinds of incentives. And so then you've got to be really careful about uh, you know, team members enrolling in your program. And there have been case studies where team members gain the program it could be fraud risks. So you've got to be really careful about if you're asking your team to enroll and become a member of the program, you know, how, what kind of program and how would you manage that? So it's not a, a um, not everybody enrolls all of their, their team in a program, but it would be a great way because if you enroll in the program yourself, then you know the experience, you know what the benefits are, you've been through it yourself, and there's nothing better than have practically been through it. But E1 is called enroll. E2 is called educate. Now, this E educate is the team member needs to know, well, what is this program? We really need to understand, in essence, the benefits of the program to the members. Um, you know, that in my For Love or Money study, uh, the latest one, the For Love or Money 2023, where I do the, the research study, for the very first time, I asked uh, loyalty program members do do the loyalty teams influence members? And what are the factors that influence people to engage in, in a program? And I looked at two elements, acquiring uh, new members to a program and engaging members in uh, ongoing in a program. So and I asked loyalty program members, what were the four factors that, you know, that influenced uh, them to, to sign up to a program? Well, they covered all four areas. One was, did they ask them to join? Was it easy to join? Did the team member have enthusiasm? Were they excited about the program? 
And did they know and have knowledge about the program? Those four factors. And we found in our study that these four factors really are very equally weighted. In fact, um, the most important one was, was making it easy for you to join. Then it was knowledge, and then it was enthusiasm, and then proactively asking you to join. But really, it's all four. And we, you've got to come up with this, what I call the the, the 25 uh, words or less, or the 10 or 15 second proposition, that at point of sale, you can say, hi, Eric, are you a member of this program? Did you know that you earn this with this every time you do that? And it's an amazing program. All you've got to do is give me this piece of data and you're in. That's 10 seconds or 15 seconds. So we've got to have that proactive statement, that proactive proposition with enthusiasm and knowledge and asking members to join. And so E2 is educate, getting your team member right across that proposition so that in 10 seconds or less, or 25 words or less, they can explain everything and be excited, which 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 is a, a one of the E's that I'm going to bring up in a moment. So E3, so I've been through enroll and educate, then it's expect. We need to get our team members to understand why we have a loyalty program. What's the benefit to the business? We've explained to them the benefit to customers and they know those benefits like the back of their hands. They can sleep and dream about them and say them in their sleep. But why do they care about engaging their customers to join the program? What's in it for the business? Um, and knowing and setting those KPIs and those expectations. So I know it sounds straightforward, but maybe it's signups and maybe it's scan rates. And maybe it's it's there's other a- elements um, to getting setting expectations. You could keep it simple. It's just a matter of every day in every way asking your customers, are you a member? Um, so E3 is expect. So it means enroll, educate, and expect. And E4 of my four-year process is excite. Are they excited about the program? Are they enthused, excited? Do they really think it's of great benefit to the customer and clearly benefit to the business. And this is when you bring in, um, you know, incentive programs and um, and ways, such as an example I can give you. We did a, a, a very exciting internal promotion for a loyalty program where we actually got, for every member that, some, that the team member signed up, that team member actually also went into a draw. So the more people they signed up, the more opportunities the team member had to win this amazing prize. So they got excited, they were motivated, they got incentivized, and they'd signed up, you know, members. They had a huge spike in, in signups to, uh, to a program. And also, it's also about empowering. So it could be a fifth E, actually. I didn't realize, but Eric, maybe we've got five E's. But there's, there's, this, this fifth one I've just made up on the moment, which is how do you empower your team, you know, with moments of magic? Well, I call them joyalty. Now, you've heard me talk about joyalty. You know, can we give our team members, you know, uh, and this is an example I can give you, a little bit of a bank of bonus points to give away at their discretion as they wish. You know, you know, the planned spontaneity you've heard me talk about or we've discussed before with giving back to members, but at retail, at point of sale level. Yes, you can you can manage that. You can give them a budget. You can give them a planned number of bonus points. But how amazing would it be, Eric, if you walked into the store where you're a member of and maybe you didn't have the most amazing experience or something went wrong and the team member said to you, hey, Eric, I've just credited your account, uh, you know, an extra five euros or an extra five bonus points. 
amazing at that moment, at the discretion um, of, of the team member. Again, plan spontaneity. You can bring in those joyalty moments um, with your team. So maybe we've got a fifth E here, which is empowerment. Um, so the, the four E's uh, typically are enroll, educate, expect, excite, and empower is now the new one. Thanks to you asking me this, what you thought was a basic question, but really is really important. I really like it, um, especially if, if you think about your local community. So then actually if you empower the team to, to decide on their own, how to manage certain budget of points, let's say. Uh, definitely, yeah. It just, just creates so many possibilities and it just creates opportunity for, for exceptional customer experience. Exceptional customer experience, exactly. And you, and this can be triggered at point of sale. I mean, you're the technology experts. At point of sale, you can have nags or you can have, um, you know, um, call-outs or triggers, you know, that every time you identify me as a member at point of sale, whether it's you ask me for my email or, I scanned uh, my digital card, but at point of sale, you should have the data that tells you straight away that, hi, I'm Adam, you know, I'm four four bonus points away from my next reward. Can you imagine if you say to me, hi, Adam, did you know you're only four bonus points away from a $10, uh, a $10 reward? And if you buy this, you'll get to that reward now. And by the way, did you know that your, your birthday, you do know your birthday, but you've got a birthday reward coming up as well as... Um, you know, another $5 reward waiting for you. So that engagement can happen because it's triggered by data. It's triggered at point of sale. And it's incredible, the engagement. If you can tell a customer or a member how many rewards they've earned to date and what's still waiting for them. It's just so powerful. There's psychology behind both of those. Um, and I think it can, and it, I know it can because I do it already, but I know it can be triggered at point of sale. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. So we have the five E's, it's enroll, educate, expect, excite, and empower. Uh, I really like it because it's simple yet very actionable. So I'm pretty sure that you know our audience can benefit from it right away. Mm, but do you have any examples? You know, I'm a huge fan of case studies. I'm a huge fan of use cases. So do you have any examples um, that could actually bring those E's to life? Yeah, I have got a couple that are, or a few that I'd like to share with you. Um, the first is actually I've got a client in hospitality and they have over 40, um, you know, uh, hospitality venues. And what we've done over the last four years, is we've built a loyalty champion program, which encompasses pretty much all of those, in fact, all of those E's. And this program is taking a key person from each of the venues and uh, getting them to nominate themselves to become a loyalty champion. That's the first little clue there. They've all nominated to become part of this 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 uh, program. And it's not just a one-off. It's a full-year program where we not only do we get them to be to educate and, ex and excite them, as I've, I've mentioned, explain and expect, but we take them on road shows to other loyalty being uh, other venues to see what loyalty programs they're doing. Um, we take them to events and to um, educate them on loyalty bigger than just what's happening in their in their own little um, venues. So it's a whole program, a whole strategy better throughout the loyalty program. And every year, year on year, we you know people are actually very excited to join and become a loyalty champion. It's been a very successful program because we've seen activations 
um, at the different venues, all motivated by these champions. And um, they're proud to be champions. In fact, at the end of the year, we have an award evening and we give loyalty champion of the year awards and we give them prizes. So there's incentives. That's the, you know, the other E of, of, of excitement. So this is a full strategy that we've been going for now this over, besides COVID for almost five years um, with this client that I work with. And it's a very successful strategy. I recently interviewed and, and your um, listeners could, could download and have a look at a, of a blog article I wrote on loyalty leaders of a very well-known uh, loyalty program here in Australia called Rebel Active, which is a, a chain of stores, of, of sports stores. And the, the head of loyalty said something really, really important to me about uh, you know their team at Point of Sale. She said to me, our team members are all loyalty managers. I love that. Can you imagine that every single one of those team members at Point of Sale are seen as loyalty managers, managing the loyalty of their customers? It's so empowering. It's so strong. When 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 the leader said to me, our team are loyalty managers, um, I just thought that just that phrasing, that that essence was so powerful. And that case study, your your, um, your listeners can down can have a read of, of my website. And the third example I'm going to give you is in my loyalty paper that I know you recently downloaded and other people can download, where um, this pet business actually have what we call, uh, it's called Pet Circle. And they had a program called Wow Moments, which they empowered their team to, um, you know, to give something at their discretion to their customers. And it was a, it's a very, in fact, they won a big award um, for this program because of how they, uh, their team members were empowered to engage with customers. Maybe something had gone wrong with a delivery and they gave them something. Maybe their customer wasn't having a great day and they gave them something. Or something happened with their pet and they gave them something. All what I would call empowering moments um, for the team across their customer base. And that case study you can read about in my loyalty paper. So so there were three examples. One that I've worked with for the last five years and, and it's a full strategy one, um, you know, coming from a brand that's very successful here and how they talk about their team as being loyalty managers. And another one, which was empowering a team through what they called wow moments um, and and uh, and having huge success. They said something to the effect that they've given over 400 wow moments to their customers in, in, a, in a period that um, was being assessed. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. I, I really love it. Um, yeah, it, it totally makes sense to think you know, about your team as loyalty managers, because in fact, yeah, these are those people who manage the community. These are the people who invite people to join the program. And yeah, they they, they totally manage the, the loyalty community. So this is excellent. That's a really great example. Thank you so much. Um, and I love the idea of empowering the team. So, and I've seen it, it's, it's actually huge and it doesn't belong to loyalty alone. I think that any sort of situation where you can come up with ideas for empowering the team, it's always beneficial for the business. And and you know, back to this comment, the comment about what I call planned spontaneity. I've often had, you know, a little bit of pushback. Well, how do we manage that? Well, you manage it through planning the spontaneity. You plan the budget, you allocate that across, you know, your network or your business, and you mo- you monitor it because it can be monitored through the data through the, the point of sale, through the connection with the, with the member. 
Um, in fact, in, in, in Australia, there's another program called the Good Acts Program, driven by a, a very big a retail a grocery group um, called Woolworths. And they have a Good Acts Program where uh, they empower their team to do something, something special for a customer, um, again, at their discretion. And I saw a lot of great examples of how they did that through COVID with a little gift, a, a, a chocolate bar in an order. You know, and they also know the data that this was the, the 11th order and a little handwritten note with a, a bunch of flowers saying, hi, Eric, thanks for this order. This is your, you know, your, fifth, your 11th order and here's some flowers and some chocolate for you. So, you know, imagine that arriving at your front door. That's just magic. That's what I call moments of magic. That's what I call joyalty. But it's all done through planned spontaneity. I love this concept. Like uh, I know that it is an oxymoron, and you've, <laughs> you've you said it right away, but uh, it it definitely helps you think about it in the in the way that is that it actually becomes possible. So you can plan spontaneity. Correct, I love it. Yeah, um, and you and you're right. You can make it make it happen. Okay, so thank you so much. I think that we have covered everything we wanted to. Is there anything else you would like to share with the audience before we wrap up? Um, no, I don't, I don't think so. I just think that, you know, you've had some great guests talking about strategy. I've given you the, the context of the seven zones. We've really gone deep on the team. Um, you know, I just cannot explain how important that team member is. And I know they've got so many things to remember. Not only do they have to look after stock and serve customers, and they've got so many things to remember. But it's clearly, you know, when you know you've got 100 or 200 or 500 stores and you've got thousands of people, well, you can systemize the process and you can manage the process and you can report on the process. Um, but there are human beings and seeing them as loyalty managers, there's that case study um, that I, from that interview that I gave, looking at the five E's that I've mentioned. And the fifth, by the way, was a new one today, never been said before. So you've got a bonus on, the, on, this, on this podcast. Um, but just to remind everybody, it's enroll, it's educate, it's expect, excite, and then it's empower, as we've discussed today. So, Eric, thanks so much for, for the opportunity to share with you and your audience the power of the team and building a team of loyalty champions. Thank you so much for sharing, Adam. Uh, and I'm sure that it's going to be actionable. And actually, our audience will, will use this to improve their loyalty program performance. Awesome. I'm a huge fan of the five E's and the concept of planned spontaneity. Now, let's wrap up with a few action steps. First, if you like this episode, help us grow by leaving a positive review of the podcast. Second, let us know what you think by interacting with the Q&A feature or simply send us an email at podcast at openloyalty.io. Third, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter for more valuable content related to the podcast. Have a great day, everyone. The Loyalty Program Builders podcast is brought to you by the team at Open Loyalty, the world's most flexible loyalty software for creating personalized loyalty and gamification programs fast and at scale.